gentlemen, Jews and Gentiles. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Jew Show. Hello again, friends. David Jacobs, the Rock and Roll Jew, on the Rock and Roll Jew Show. You can find us on the grand internet at www.rockandrolljewshow.com. How the hell are you? And what a blast from the past, that one. Graham Parker, baby. Who Raise your hand if you remember Graham Parker. I always loved that guy. And I came across this tune, Local Girls, like, oh, I remember that. What a great tune, man, from the 1979 album, Squeezing Out Sparks. Always loved Graham Parker. What a great blast from the past, like I said before. That's how we kick things off today. All right, on this show, I got something special for you. We're going to feature a single band because I stumbled upon these guys. I think they came up in a YouTube, you know, thing. And they had a really interesting name, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. The name was Kula Shaker. And I thought, whoa, that's that's intriguing. And so I clicked on it, and the song that came up, I kind of liked it. Like, hmm, that's kind of cool. And so I dove in and started looking around 
at what else they had. And the more I listened, I'm like, damn, I like these guys. They've got a lot of really cool, interesting songs. I dig this. And um, so I said, hey, let's feature uh, this band because even though they come from the 90s, uh, I, I never remembered them. They never hit my radar, even though they're really up my street uh, as far as their general uh, vibe. But <laughs> this one went right over my head. Maybe it went over your head too, and you can discover the coolness uh, with me. So some quick background. Coolest Shaker, I'm reading from Wikipedia, Coolest Shaker are an English psychedelic rock band. Led by frontman Crispin Mills, the band came to prominence during the post-Britpop era of the late 1990s. Band enjoyed commercial success in the UK between 96 and 99, notching a number of top 10 hits on the UK singles chart. Um, sorry, I just got uh, beeped at by my tablet. The, debut, uh, the band's debut album, K, reached number one on the UK albums chart. It was voted 897 in Colin Larkin's all-time top 1,000 albums, third edition 2000. So it looks like these guys were maybe uh, big in the UK, but never really uh, translated to the US. And maybe that's why uh, it flew over my head so much. The band are known for their interest in traditional Indian music, culture, and mysticism, with a number of their most famous songs featuring lyrics written in Sanskrit. The name Kula Shaker was, in cell, was itself inspired by, I can't say this name, King Kalua, Kalua Sekahara, maybe, I probably butchered that, an Indian king from the 9th century. In addition, many of the band's songs feature traditional Indian instruments such as the sitar, tambura, and tabla, juxtaposed with guitar-heavy Western rock instrumentation. Despite uh, achieving commercial success, Cooler Shaker were unpopular with many critics, with the observer Simon Pierce describing them in 2014 as a joke band. I don't really get that, frankly, but it sounds like Simon Pierce would be someone who would be kind of a dick, don't, don't you think? <laughs> um, they disbanded in 99, reformed in 2004, and that's kind of the basic history. There's all kinds of other stuff, but I don't think we need to go there. It says here their genres are psychedelic rock, raga rock, neo-psychedelia, and Britpop. What the hell is raga rock? I, I never heard of that one before, but whatever. I would say psychedelic rock is relatively um, accurate. There definitely are some psychedelic uh, influences here. Not entirely. I think there's, um, you know, there's a little bit of funk coming in in certain places. That's why I think I like this band, because they do have a mix of a couple of different things going on. When I first heard them, what immediately hit me was Stone Roses. I don't know if you if you know the Stone Roses, also from England. To me, I hear a lot of Stone Roses going on, and maybe a touch of Oasis, maybe a touch of the Beatles as well. That's what I got. You know, I think we just need to jump in and get rocking. The first track we're going to take from their debut album, K, it's the first track. So let's just get going. First album, first track, right out of the box, Coolest Shaker. This one's called Hey Dude. Shine. I don't know what he was talking about, but I think I had an idea. 
How do we like that? Hey, dude, I think that's a cool, great tune. Uh, that was one of the uh, first ones I listened to, and it was like, all right, let's go. Let's keep uh, listening. So next up is one of the very, very earliest, even before Hey, Dude. I think this may have been the second track that I listened to, and it comes all the way from their latest album, 2016. So we're going from the debut all the way to the most recent. We'll hit both ends. And this one is, what I like about this track is his vocal, uh, Crispin Mill's vocal here, really nice singing. His voice kind of just lilts along like it's floating on a nice cloud. And stick with this song because this has a couple of changes in it. It starts soft and it has a really interesting change in the middle and then it goes somewhere else a lot going on in this song that i really really love and um i think this was the one that made me go wow oh wow okay let's go even further now this is uh really really caught my attention it's still one of my absolute favorites to this day um, i've heard this song over and over again i just don't get tired of it so uh before i build it up too much let's just hit it for you this one from the uh, K 2.0 album in 2016, and it's Here Come My Demons. Here come my demons Out of the shadows All cloaks and daggers And poison arrows Hell-bent with weapons of self-destruction Whispering kisses Serpentine seduction Yeah. 
I'm sorry It's all so tragic I didn't hear when you said I let the dead bury the love that i just damn i love that song every time i hear it it's even better than the last time i I just don't know what to tell you i love 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 that track all right so let's move on and move to 
1999 album, Peasants, Pigs, and Astronauts, which has to be one of the greatest uh, album titles of all time. I just love that. Peasant, Pigs, and Astronauts. I love that album title. And this track, okay, is called Shower Your Love. And this song is interesting. Um, you're going to hear the Indian influence kick in hard on this one. And I, when I was listening to this, I envisioned this as being um, like it could be a Beatles tune. And I envisioned the Beatles liking this song, especially like George Harrison, maybe because of the Indian influence. That's what hit me. And as I look up uh, a little more details on this album, in fact, it says, uh, let's see here. The, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking up the details that I want. The album continues the band's hybrid of 60s style psychedelic rock groovy indie pop and Indian instrumentation, all a bit with more progressive rock slant than previous releases. Musically, many of the songs make use of Beatles-influenced psychedelic effects. Uh-huh. See, I was right. The musical eclectism prompted the band to refer to this album as their kitchen sink album. Also very interesting here, the album was partially recorded at the Astoria Recording Studio, a houseboat studio owned by Pink Floyd guitarist David Gilmour, mm -hmm. which is where David has recorded much of his material from, um, like, and I believe that the, 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 can I speak? The Division Bell was also recorded there, and most of his work since then was the, on this houseboat. I've seen videos of it. It's so cool. So that's this one. Shower Your Love, again, for me, very Beatles-esque and very different from what we just heard. Uh, I love the variety that these guys have. So let's just hear it. Less jibber-jabber. I love this one. Cool a shaker and shower your love.
It's such a beautiful song. It's such a feel-good song. This is the kind of a song you need to put on when you're feeling maybe a little bummed or a little whatever, and you need a pick-me-up. This It just can't help but make you smile and just feel better about everything. Um, I love that kind of a song. Um, totally dig that tune. Love it, love it, love it. And, you know, you know me. Anything with a Beatles influence is, is going to get a thumbs up, you know. Can't go wrong with that. Let me take a quick break just to tell you uh, what's up with me. Uh, what is up with me? I'm a house husband now. I think I uh, shared this with you. My wife and I have switched uh, roles. I came off my job and started to go into voiceover, and so my wife started working um, full-time, and she actually is holding, well, one-and-a-half jobs right now. The, the, the regular J job she was at, she has scaled back because she's actually working uh, for a company that produces parades. Um, they do the big summer parade here in Portland. They literally build the floats, which is um, something she's always wanted to do. And she volunteered uh, a year before the pandemic. Um, then she wanted to go back and do it again, but the pandemic happened. Now <clears throat> they're finally able to produce the parade, and so she's getting in even more at the ground floor. She has um, really a more fundamental role now than she did then. Um, it's really hard-ass work, but she likes it, and she's literally building these floats. They start with a steel uh, structure, then you put burlap on them, then you decorate them with, you know, lots of uh, different materials and stuff. So then she goes to the other job on a Saturday just to hold her spot. So she's basically working six days a week um, with virtually no days off, kind of killing herself. Fortunately, it ends uh, in... Uh, like June 11th when the parade happens, then she can just go back to the regular single-day job and, and have a more normal life. So here I am at home uh, dealing with the kids, dealing with the house um, and everything else that you uh, do from that end and trying to be a professional voice artist, um, which I am still pursuing. Um, it's really difficult uh, because, you know, it's kind of in the entertainment world, and the entertainment world is hard. It's really hard. It's very subjective. It's hard to break in. Um, all the things that come with an entertainment-based career, it's just rough, man. you got to have a lot of faith, a lot of stick to and go through a lot of no and not hearing anything and not really sure if you're really making progress outside of your own faith in yourself. So it's a rough haul. Um, I've had ups and downs and bumps and bruises, but I'm trying to hold it together and um, keep moving forward and never give up. And that's what I've been told by most people is you just got to not give up. Most people fail because they give up. And you got to somehow find a way to hang in and keep trying, and keep going, and keep building the craft, as they say. So I am trying to be patient, and be tough, and hang in there, and keep going. I'm continuing to get coaching on my commercial reads. I'm going to get coaching next on my narration reads, which I'm very excited for. I've had Pretty much 90% of the coaching I've had up till now has been for commercial reads, you know, actual just flat-out advertising commercials, uh, radio, TV, what have you. Uh, I haven't had a lot of training specifically toward narration, but I'm really wanting to get to that because while commercial is out there, it's very, very hard to get. But there is even more in the narration space, corporate narration, medical narration, e-learning narration. There's a very vast pool of narration work. And I think I'm well suited to that. And I think I would enjoy doing that. A lot of people don't like it because it's maybe a little bit boring and more dry, but I don't really think so. I think it's just the way you approach it because a lot of narration now, especially e-learning narration, they are wanting you to be a little more character-based and lively and engaging. 
They don't want you to be dry and boring because you've got to keep people's attention through possibly a long learning module. So you can't be boring. <laughs> um, a lot of people think it's more sexy and exciting to do uh, video games or, you know, animation and things like this where you're required, you know, to have very crazy high character work and crazy voices and this and that. And a lot of people really love that. And that's fine, but that's not really what I'm interested in right now. Um, I'm more interested in this corporate side and the commercial side. So, you know, it all depends uh, what you love and what you're attracted to. So, you know, I'm trying to continue to move. I'm getting the, um, really going to finish up my commercial training here in the next two or three weeks. And I'm really going to put that to the side. I've had about as much commercial training as I can get. It is what it is. And I really just need to move forward and try to execute work at this point. And the next training I really need is that narration. That'll be the next big time focus, you know. And I'm also getting some training as well, which is also going to come to an end because, you know, the budget here, I've spent a lot of money on training, which is fine. You need to spend a lot of money on your training. Most of your money should be spent on training and not equipment and other, you know, stuff. But, you know, at a certain point, the budget's the budget. You can't just spend unlimitedly. So all the training is going to wind down a little bit, especially after the corporate. But the vocal training has been interesting. It's been with a, a completely different person. And we're not working on voiceover per se, like doing reads and interpreting scripts and figuring out how to get to a certain emotion, you know, what have you. We're working more on my actual voice, the tone, the tenor. Um, I don't know if you notice if I am speaking deeper than I used to. I think I have dropped my tone. That's something we have worked on is dropping my tone a little bit, getting more of a deep, rich, resonant voice. Not that that's always the way I will deliver things, but to have that in my bag as well. I tend to have a very mid-tone voice, mid to high. Uh, when I get real excited, I tend to get high, and then it's mid. I didn't really have much of a low end, so we're trying to bolster my low end uh, so I can have that in my bag as well. So I don't know if you'll notice um, if I am a bit lower and more resonant. God, I hope you notice because um, that would be that would be wonderful. I have different breathing exercises uh, from the diaphragm. You know, that's always where you're supposed to breathe from is the diaphragm. Singers know this too. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning that. I didn't, I didn't really understand what that all meant. So I'm learning to breathe and talk from the diaphragm and really get it from deeper down to get more of that, you know, true power, you know. So I'm working on that and the vocal and, you know, the vocal stuff and the, and the, um, char the character, the commercial. Then we'll move to narration. And then I'm going to just put it, put most of the training on a hiatus and really focus hard on getting the work on the business side. You know, I've had quite a lot of training now. I'm much better than I used to be. I really need to just get my head around the business now. I think I've got enough skill to execute at a pretty good level. Not that I'm done. Obviously, I'm not done. I'm still very new. I've got a lot more to go, but I've got enough skill to execute. And I haven't been putting enough energy into the business side. So I want to wrap up this training and go hard on the business and see what can I execute based on what I got right now. Because I think I've got plenty, you know. And as I start actually making money, please God, then I'll have more funds to reinvest in training. And so that's kind of the strategy um, of where I think I'm going you know, it's tough. It's very tough. It's much harder than you think it is. It seems easy. And that's the trap for a lot of people. There's a lot of people coming into the voiceover world, which is also another thing that you have to sort of not get freaked out about. Oh my God, there's a million people in voiceover. It can freak you out a little bit, but it's much harder than you think. You think, well, I set up my little quick studio here and I'll and I'll start talking. How hard could that be? It's so much harder than you think it is. 
And so I don't wish ill on anybody, but maybe some of those people will start to drop off after a year or so. And if I, again, stick to it and don't give up, I can rise more to the top as others fall away. Um, again, don't miss, don't, don't wish, don't wish ill on anybody. Um, but that's what you have to tell yourself when you realize that there's so many people out there. Well, I just have to stick to it. Uh, and others might, might not have the wherewithal to, um, to keep going or to learn the things that they need to learn to be the best, like the acting skills and the improv skills, their voice skills, you know, all this stuff you got to do. If you want to be really, you know, a top, it's, it's a lot. It's more than you think it is. And I think a lot of people will be like, geez, I can't, you know, I can't deal with that, especially if you're working a part-time deal, like you're holding on to a full-time job while you do this. It's even harder. I am blessed enough to not have to do that. So maybe that's another advantage I have. I'm just trying to keep myself psyched up because there are days when you think, God damn, man, what? So that's where I'm at. Um, still hitting it. And um, I have my new website, um, which is davidjacobsvoiceover.com. If you want to check that out, it's got demos on it, all the information you need, contact information. It's a kind of a little bit of a newfangled website. It also now has a blog. <clears throat> I decided to start writing a little bit uh, just to give Google some uh, food to digest and index. And then there's a, a new podcast called D Stories. If you, if you can't get enough of my voice, you can listen to D Stories, which is on davidjacobsvoiceovers.com. This is a podcast that is um, really meant as a marketing vehicle for the voiceover. I'm just telling stories about myself, my life, my history. Hopefully short. I try to keep them within 30 minutes or so, uh, varying topics. And I just need to showcase my voice, showcase the kind of sound I can produce out of this studio, and hopefully showcase um, the way I can tell a story, hopefully. Um, so check that out if you, uh, if you would like and contact me if you want to, you know, have me do something for you. Commercial, narration, e-learning, podcast. Maybe you got a podcast, you want an intro, you want an outro, who knows what you want. I'm here. I'm ready to work. Since I am full-time, I can turn things real quick uh, for you. So, you know, give me a shout. Let's see what we can do together. Love to, uh, love to work with you, man. Help you out. So what's next on the Coolest Shaker Hit Parade? after uh shower your love oh yeah we're gonna stay on this album peasants pigs and astronauts we're sticking on the album and going for another uh cool tune and you're gonna hear the indian influence yet again uh i like this one too this tune's called great hosanna
But it's the same for everyone It's like the world has lost its head And it's like all the prophets said But will we arise To a new So you hear that? A little bit of funk going on, right? That's what I mean. There's psychedelic rock, there's this, there's that, there's Beatles, and then a little funk going on on that one. Oh, I love that little twist. A little bit different. Um, That's why I love this band. All the songs, you're getting something a little different. It's not just the same thing over and over and over again. You never know what to expect. There's always another twist, another turn, another, another wrinkle that they can put into things. That's one of the things that makes them really intriguing right so that's about it man we're gonna uh, hit up the last tune i don't want to hold you too too long um for this one we're going back to the uh initial the debut album k will end where we started and uh this tune is a rocker this one's just a straight up rocker it's a psychedelic rocker for sure again a little bit Uh, different than what we've heard so far uh and that's awesome thank you for listening the rock and roll juice show is at rockandrolljuiceshow.com i am david jacobs and i'm at davidjacobsvoiceover.com if you're interested in any of that kind of stuff i've also converted my personal site which was 
davidajacobs.com. It just forwards over it forwards over to davidjacobsvoiceover.com because that is my world now. I have poured absolutely everything uh, into it. So cool. Follow me on Twitter. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse yet? This new cool social audio thing. If you're not on Clubhouse, you might check it out. It's kind of cool. And I'm there too. I'm everywhere, man. So uh, follow me if you would like and you'll You'll get all kinds of uh, updates and hopefully useful and decent information. No BS from me. No drama and no BS from me. I have cut that out of my uh, social media life. Anyway, thanks for listening. I so appreciate you guys hanging out. And I know some of you have been with me for a really, really long time. Rock and Roll Juice Show, one of the oldest running rock and roll podcasts in history. Absolutely, my friends. So here we go. The last from Kula Shaker, 303, a great psychedelic rocker from uh, their album K. See you later. Talk to you next time. Just I'm just a man pushing some wheel So